The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus. And they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And he asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? And they stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Cleophas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who does not know of these things that have taken place in these days? And he replied to him, What sort of things? And they said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people. How our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all of this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels whom announced that he was alive. And then some of those with us went to the tomb and found the things just as the women had described. But him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoke! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on further. But they urged him, stay with us, for it is nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took the bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. And with that, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. But he vanished from their sight. And they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us and opened the scriptures to us? 
So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, The Lord is truly risen and is raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two of them recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Sink into the resurrection. Everything has changed. St. Augustine famously wrote, Our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. Is there still a little restlessness inside of you that in this Mass needs to be addressed with a healing grace? Perhaps we can paraphrase the quote in this way. Lord, I am restless still. I need your grace. I want to be at peace. Help me. I have witnessed something extraordinary in this parish over the last month. Miracle after miracle. Father Stephen Ellis, when he spoke to us during the Lenten retreat, spoke about the Holy Spirit's healing power. I believe there have been hundreds of stories unfolding before us. People have been coming to St. Joseph's to encounter Jesus in the healing sacrament of confession. People have been coming here for the first time and finding a home. People have been coming with broken hearts and finding the door open and a friendly smile saying, come in. You are welcome here. I have seen our teenagers today, this morning, two of them, happy to spread the message of the gospel and learn from our seniors. Perhaps one of the highlights of the mission was witnessing the moment of sharing from the missionaries on Holy Saturday. An intergenerational encounter with Jesus. The joy, the smiles, the laughter. It was something to behold. And I see that same joy after Mass on Sundays. People are happy to see each other again or being acquainted with a new friend. This is what I mean when I say, sink into the resurrection. Everything has changed. He said to them, O foolish men, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. At the beginning of every Mass, we recognize that we are sinners in need of conversion. I confess to you, my brothers and sisters. There is something altogether wholesome when we recognize we can't do it alone. In this phrase of our Lord, O foolish of heart, he is addressing all of us. 
We are all slow of heart to believe what the prophets foretold. In a more modern way of saying it, we are our own worst enemy. Don't be surprised by this. We are all in it together. If you haven't noticed, I too say, I confess to Almighty God. St. Therese of the Child Jesus, her statue is right over there, says something very beautiful about this. The remembrance of my weakness is so constantly present to me that there is no room for vanity. So, can you recall a time in your life that you abandoned God or walked away from him? Was it during your college years? Or perhaps when you were a teenager? Were you born into a non-practicing family? Or even more commonly than all of this, a time when you were mad with God because of a tragedy that happened in your family? Whatever the case may be, now you are sitting in church. What happened? Am I to correctly guess that just like these two disciples walking away from Jerusalem, Jesus came and walked beside you? It's an appropriate moment to pause and remember that time. Somehow, God caught up with you and your eyes were opened when this or that person spoke the truth to you for the first time. The scales fell from your eyes and you could see again. This is your sacred story. People, events, anniversaries, world-changing events, 9-11, World wars, famine-stricken countries, massive migrations of peoples, COVID. Our story is sacred. And as we continue to delve into these two disciples, have your story close at hand. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it. And gave it to them. And their eyes were opened. Shortly we will be focused on the altar. And the words of the priest. This is my body. This is my blood. Do this in memory of me. I would like to invite everyone here to see the Eucharist with eyes like these two disciples. It's the Lord. Jesus. He's back. He's risen. He's here. He's telling me it's all true. We have come to Mass a thousand times during our lives. And the danger for us veteran Catholics is that we grow accustomed to it. No longer, it no longer calls us into the deep the deep mystery of his unique and powerful love. Lord Jesus, open my eyes. Lord Jesus, let me see you. Lord Jesus, as we enter the third week of Easter, I give you my hands, my feet, and my heart to do with me as you will. 
I am all yours. Your story is sacred. You know there have been times you have fallen into foolishness, folly, and sin, and you have parted ways with the Lord. But today, because your heart has burned within you as you heard the scriptures, you are ready to go back to your Jerusalem and tell your brothers and sisters that he is alive. And my advice to you is go back together. As a couple, go home and find and and, and together work on creating the spirit of the resurrection there. If you are a young professional, return to your work on Monday ready to lead people to God. If you are a teenager, don't turn away from the Lord. Rather use your creativity to make him known. Boys and girls, enjoy your life. Don't try and grow old too early. Be childlike because to such as you is the kingdom of God. I share with you the story that happened over the sacred Triduum and Easter. It's about Robert Taylor. I visited him a total of six times in a mile and a half from here. The first three, I was unable to wake him up. He is close to death after a long life. On the fourth visit, we made eye contact. On the fifth visit, we made plans to receive the sacrament of confession and the Eucharist. Because he had told his caregivers that he wanted to become Catholic. He was uh, a professor of history. In the Middle Evil history, he saw the spread of the Catholic Church. And so now, as he's preparing for death, it's all rising within him. On the sixth visit, he was confirmed and chose the name St. Michael the Archangel. Two things happened right after the confirmation, which I will never forget, and I share with you, especially to my confirmation students who are going to be confirmed here pretty soon. So he told me right away after the confirmation. He wanted to forgive the nurse that had treated him poorly that morning. And there were tears in his eyes. Secondly, he wanted me to confirm another patient down the corridor from him. She had actually interrupted our confirmation ceremony. (laughs) And so he said, I want you to go and confirm her too. (laughs) Lastly, thirdly and lastly, he asked me to stay and pray the Our Father with him. To all our students getting ready to receive confirmation, Robert is giving you the perfect example. Be ambassadors of Jesus in this world in which you live. Follow Robert's example to forgive and bring others to know Jesus.
God the Father sent his only son into the world so that we might have life through him. We beg him now for the fullness of life as we pray. That those who were baptized at Easter may grow even stronger in their faith and be powerful witnesses of the gospel, we pray to the Lord. For civil leaders and lawmakers, that the light and wisdom of Christ would illumine their decisions and strengthen them to pursue truth and justice, we pray to the Lord. For Christian families, that they will honor Christ as Lord in their hearts and homes, we pray to the Lord. For all who have left the practice of the faith, that the graces of this Easter season would draw them back to the church, we pray to the Lord. Today's Mass is being offered for Rich and Marge Rennick on their 55th wedding anniversary. We pray to the Lord. For those who are sick or infirmed, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those intentions that we hold dear in our hearts, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join all the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May their souls and souls of all the faithful departed. Most merciful Father, reveal to us your saving power and preserve us always in your grace. For we trust in you through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.